Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And this week we are breaking down Season 3, Episode 10. The title is Blowout. Blowout. Will it hold up? We're going to find out. But first, we're going to catch up a little. Hi, Annie. What's going on with you these days? Hi. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I don't even know. Just relentless news cycle. Like, sometimes um, I feel like when we go into summer, there's, like, this sense that, like, we're going to get, like, a break in life um, right. and in work and all that stuff. And this summer, um, we're that's not happening. Things yeah. are, are ramping up and getting crazier and crazier. Um, uh, national and international news. Um, sleeps for no person. Yeah, I am um, trying to uh, enforce a, a a little screen time limit on myself uh, this summer. That is my How's goal. It going? <laughs> uh, it's going okay. It's going yeah. okay. What I'm doing is I'm spending less time on Twitter and more time on TikTok, um, which is <laughs> just like sucks me in in a completely different way. That's yes. not news related. Yep. I just learned how to like make kombucha and uh, DIY my own cut off jeans and stuff so that seems like fine right yep yep i mean i used to be very against tiktok until i got on it and trained it what i wanted to see and now yes. mine is just this like unending just videos of architectural history nerds like taking you on tours of like 800 year old buildings and uh wow okay um, you're on you know, a very specific deep... <laughs> tiktok yeah um some some like paleontologists like talking about dinosaurs and you know the occasional puppy account uh yeah this ivy drip of stuff i'm interested in and find actually kind of soothing i see the appeal <laughs> <laughs> yes, same. And I've I've done pretty well with Instagram. I was finding challenging to stay off of uh, until, I don't know, a few months ago, something just clicked and I was like, oh, there's nothing I need to see on here. It's mm. not that big of a deal. So um, I don't know. It's I'm trying to enforce some like better boundaries to try and have like somewhat of a, a balance. Are you setting uh, the time limits on it or are you just deleting them entirely? No, those things are pointless for me personally <laughs> like I will just bypass it and there is it just makes me feel bad about myself when yeah. I set those timers and then blow past them so I don't do that I just try to um you know yep. turn off my phone before my eye starts twitching That's... <laughs> well good luck with it yeah well I think we need to just shout out my favorite social networking site which is just the Venmo transactions list <laughs> I could scroll yeah. through that all day long <laughs> uh, just like you just you start to know a lot uh, about a person. I feel like, you know, if I look at Instagram and I look at a friend of mine, all I know is what she wants put out there, right? Okay. And what angle she thinks is her best angle, yeah. right? It's like if I look at Venmo, like I know who her <laughs> best friend is, I know who does her nails, I know whether or not she believes in astrology. Like I yeah, know yeah. every I I can tell who's buying weed and when. Yep, like yep. it is <laughs> I love that. It re reminds oh. me of like you 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 roll up to a stop sign in a residential neighborhood and someone has no curtains in their living room window at night. 
Yes. And you catch like a glimpse of the way they live all of a sudden. You know, oh it's not, you're not like looking actively. I guess and you that are. that is <laughs> a thing. I mean, I will tell you that is a thing in New York City where like, oh, yeah. you can't not. I mean, right. I want to see what the bookshelf looks like. I want to see what people's <laughs> kitchens look like. I used to, um, one of my, one of the best jobs I ever had was d- d- delivering and installing refrigerators into people's houses. Okay. Um, and like a partner of mine and I would go in a truck and like, you know, unload the new fridge and take the old one away and you know set it all up and it would take anywhere between you know 20 minutes and an hour depending on what we were doing and uh i got to just as like a curious person who's also a writer and like and has an interest in like um people and how they live and what they you know value getting a guilt-free pass to walk straight into someone's house and kind of see how they live especially since the guy delivering the refrigerator and setting it up you kind of ignore you know like like oh totally so they're going about their business right uh yeah it was a fun that was a fun job getting to look at the way people. oh i would i would love to snoop yeah i am a big big snooper (laughs) oh shit all right well we got to get on to this episode um this uh highly forgettable episode of television um yeah. when i saw the title blowout i have to i have to say um that i remember seeing the this is such a dumb story it makes it's not worth telling but when my my little nephew used to come home from from daycare when he was a baby they would write blowout if he had had a an explosion of his diaper that day and oh my god all I that think is about. disgusting <laughs> i know that's what they would call it and i was like that's all i could see when i saw the title of this episode i could uh was um diaper the diaper report from the day well i pay about 55 dollars for a blowout um and it costs a lot of money to wash <laughs> okay, and blow dry yeah, my yeah. hair yeah different. it's probably about the same same price uh yeah different kind of blowout uh do you have a two sentence uh, description of this episode for people who haven't seen it I sure do. Uh, a terrorist wants Nikki Carpenter dead. MacGyver searches through Nikki's old records to find out who would want to kill her and why. I mean, I don't know who writes these IMDb uh, descriptions, but uh, what we used to do in previous seasons of this podcast is that I would pull together a, a, a very detailed description of everything that happened in the episode, and we'd read it out. And um, that just isn't uh, working for me anymore. So instead, we're, we're cribbing them from IMDb, and they're uh, really, uh, they really under- they're very vague. I do miss the longer descriptions, <laughs> I will sorry. have to say, because at least we knew what was going on, whereas right. IMDb just actively does not want you to know what right. happens in right. this episode. <laughs> like yeah. They are really trying to tease out, like, they we want have, you to watch this. If you, you scroll know? down, they do have some user-written uh, descriptions of the episodes, so maybe I'll start pulling from those. Yeah, uh, I'm sure those aren't insane right. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Amazon reviews or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, they don't... There's no mention of the... Uh, the the bomb plot or anything going on, but there's a there's a bomb plot happening around this Nikki Carpenter thing. Uh, that yeah, yeah, that is correct. It, it's actually kind of confusing, and I feel like I do want to make it clear. Um, one thing, like so, there's terrorists building a bomb, which mm. is like among the first things we see, and also Nikki is mugged and attacked. Um, yeah. and so like these two things seem unrelated at the beginning of the episode, and then we are we slowly learn that they're actually connected. So right. that's but we do see her. She just gets uh, basically someone's running out of the post office who they've just planted a bomb in there and they accidentally run into her, knock her down and then decide to take her wallet. 
Um, we think it's a mugging, but also two minutes, like a minute later, the entire post office blows up. So we have a, a pretty good sense at that point, right? Yeah, it's kind of what's strange. I mean, it's very strange because like why the mugging seems kind of unnecessary yes. at, at the point. But they do establish that, that this guy is like a local asshole. Basically, he's not yes. part of the real conspiracy. Um, but I guess what I wanted to touch on is just like Nikki is solidly like back. She is, mm-hmm. you know, she's been in a few episodes now. She is working for the Phoenix Foundation. Right. Um, and she and MacGyver have developed sort of a reluctant friendship. Sort of um, a truce, which, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of uh, which is where fine. we're at with Nikki. It's funny that you say all this because I still wrote in my notes for this episode what is Nikki for exactly <laughs> like it yeah. still feels like there are a number and I will talk about them but a number of moments in the episode where uh, Nikki is not allowed to use any of her training she's presumably mm-hmm. as trained as MacGyver is as skilled as he is we we know that from the first episode she appeared in we know it from the fact that they've hired her on at the Phoenix Foundation but still he t- I'll just I'll just say it now he tells her to wait outside like like several times and won't let her help him uh, yeah, which is what? really strange because it is about her. He uses yeah. her, I think it's her personnel file. It's some kind of records that she has on hand. He's using her information to yeah. glean this, you know, motive or whatever. And she is not permitted to take part in that at right, all right. Um, and actively asks him not to go through her stuff, uh, which yeah. he does anyway. That's another weird moment where they really tried to make some like real Emmy winning emotional monologue moment out of, out of the fact that that he had like dug in her file, which is like, okay. Uh, but it's like, if that's, why is that the conflict? You know, I don't know. like, and, yeah. why is that the conflict they decided to like, you know, it doesn't know, make any sense. And she use. also like is, she's very mad at, uh, at him for doing something that's really not that big a deal. But also he's very mad at her for like not sharing this personal detail that's in her file with him. And he, mm-hmm. this comes up again and again, especially with women in this show that like MacGyver's like sort of like has this sense, like he, is entitled to information about right. this woman's personal life because he's trying, you know, because he's trying to help her be her hero or whatever. Um, and it's like, you don't, you don't need to know her whole story about like that her, that her husband was <laughs> like knocked off by the mob by accident. Like that's, that's not your fucking business, MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. MacGyver's entitlement to know everything about any woman that yeah. crosses his path is weird. It is. Yeah. I, I just realized we, I mean, we've just plowed uh, with no regard for chronology uh, all around this episode without talking about what is essentially kind of an opening gambit. We have like uh, the, mm-hmm. the, he's sick in this episode. MacGyver is, has a cold and is in the grocery store. It starts in the grocery store and there's just a random robbery in the grocery store that he curtails with, of course, a MacGyverism tear gas thing. What did we think of this? <laughs> I I mean, okay, so it's a throwback to the opening sure. gambits that have nothing to do with I really thought it was coming back. Um yeah. and we were gonna connect it in some way. <laughs> we did not do that. Um so yes, it's a throwback. I still question whether tear gas is the way you would solve that problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole time he's building it, I'm like, but you have to get this so close to one robber's eyes and there are multiple robbers. Right. How is this like, going to help you at all? Typically, tear gas is used when you need to impact a large group of people. That's true. Whereas, but, like, yeah. in a public setting, that seems like the last thing you would want. I guess, you te- know? yeah, technically he could have gassed the whole room, but he's trying to isolate one robber without, exactly. like, taking down everybody else. But if it wasn't for Grandma pushing the shopping cart and the other robber, he would have been fucked. 
<laughs> and then he's, he throws the soup can at the other one. Like, it's such a cartoon. Um, and especially... That was very... Yeah, he knocks the guy out, yeah, basically, with I a mean, soup with can. I mean, with one baseball MacGyver, pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I really... I mean, it's... It, the only purpose of this opening gambit is just to establish that he has a cold, which the entire rest of the episode, all I was thinking was, this is allergies. Like, he's, he's, <laughs> he's just sneezing. He's not blowing his nose. He's not laid up in bed. He... Like, when's the last time you had a cold and it was just sneezing? That's not a cold... That's allergies. Um, but that's, Yeah, you know, but we can't admit that MacGyver has no. allergies on no. his program. <laughs> that that would be beyond the pale. We Take a Zyrtec and get back into the office. Okay, Nathan has gone full uh, conservative <laughs> mode. Uh, everybody get back to work. Uh, everybody, no more Nobody handouts. wants to work anymore, including MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it really does hit differently now when he goes into the office and he's like sneezing every two seconds and then he's shaking everybody's hands and he's like in the same room as everybody else. It's like, dude, uh, it's really hard to watch that now. But MacGyver never, never stops. No, um, never. And then of course, so he, he attempts to help Nikki, you know, she's, she's mad at him. They get to have like a little, um, reconciliation sure. moment i guess um but what did you think of the overall kind of like bomb terrorist plot like what did that do anything I mean, for you yeah it made no sense um correct it wasn't like a really well thought out plot this whole episode i don't know if it was or not i didn't do the research but it felt like a spec script to me it felt mm -hmm. like someone who kind of knows macgyver but doesn't have the really intimate knowledge or isn't like an experienced enough writer to make any of this stuff make sense so we have like a vaguely middle eastern guy who's running the operation but also an irish bomb maker mm -hmm. um uh, and then also this local asshole uh it just doesn't feel like a real plot it, it doesn't really hang together very well i don't think no but. it didn't and i would actually venture to say that the opening scene was more macgyvery yeah. than the rest of the episode totally. like that was very macgyvery like he's in wrong place wrong time type of thing yeah. and then has to solve this issue they certainly the pyro team on this episode had a great old time mm -hmm. we had the explosion of the post office the explosion of the office within the warehouse and the explosion of the mail truck. Like, they really went all out with explosions this episode, which was kind of fun. Yes. Uh, what, what else is on in my notes? Um, <laughs> one thing I thought was hilarious is the hanging upside down contraption that MacGyver was trying to get better with the humidifier. Uh, and he's, like, yes. literally hanging upside down on a jungle gym in his apartment. I was like, this is very 80s. Like, this idea that there's some contraption that's, like... He probably ordered right. on like late night television. Yeah, exactly. Like the like the answer is not to stay hydrated and rest <laughs> right. ever. It's to be upside down with yeah. some, you know. It was great, but I, I, thought, I thought it was fun. Just little things I thought was funny. I always love in an old TV show when the person who witnesses a crime has just a photographic memory and can describe. Like if if someone mugged me and 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 the cops asked me to describe the guy so they could draw him. I wouldn't be going a little closer together, a little, okay, the eyes, a little, the nose a little bigger, not rounder. Like no one processes a memory that way. You know what I mean? No, and also, especially given what we know in real life about how unreliable yeah. witness accounts actually <laughs> totally. are. Like, why are we devoting this much airtime to this, in, you know, in every sketch? In every one of those, they print out something that looks like the actor who plays the bad guy. You know Oh, yeah, I mean? 100%. Like, it is yeah. like a, a <laughs> full-on likeness yeah. of the actor yeah it's and it's like really if i just if i were to try to describe you or anyone yeah. else like and what the sketch artist yeah, someone you come know up with, <laughs> yeah like, 
Yeah, it, but I did love the like futuristic, like, oh, they're using a computer to do this now. Like that was a big, um, uh, this this episode aired in December of 1987. This was uh, some old school Mac uh, operating system shit. I loved that. Um, There's some stuff I liked about this episode. I liked the um, paint bucket trick. Um, he hangs a paint bucket oh, under that someone's was trailer really hitch. Cool, actually, because that's a, a like a covert way to follow yeah. a vehicle, which I thought was really interesting. Because most chase scenes we see are the most obvious thing on earth, yeah. where they're right behind. It's like, how do you not see that car? Yeah. Um, so this kind of address yeah, just dripping that. a little yellow paint along behind him. I thought that was a fun way to do things. Um, and yeah, like I said before, I mean, this moment when they get to the warehouse and they and he's going in without her and he tells her literally, he says, stay put. And then she thankfully goes in after him and because he has now stepped on a booby trap and he can't stand, he can't get off of it. And then he also tells her to get back, describes to her that he needs something that weighs as much as himself or more to put on top of this plate so he can step off of it. And instead of saying, hey, you want to like shove a, a bureau over here or something? He just tells her to get back and she obeys. So now he's stuck he is stuck on a landmine. He's literally by himself. Yes, yeah, standing on the thing, yeah. like where helpless. he has he has another person in the room who is trained and willing to help him, and he tells her to back off for her own safety, of course. But then he's got to solve the problem all by his lonesome with this dead body in a chair. It was just a macho move that I was like, I was like, why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, almost like a little a little strange for MacGyver. Yeah. Um, I did like seeing him drive the bomb in the, the post office uh, truck? mail yeah. truck yeah. around. I sort it was like speed, <laughs> was but not. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. It did feel like speed. Yeah, yeah. So we have this post office truck that's been loaded with a bomb. He can't disarm it, and he's just trying to drive it off the pier, basically, right? And he can't. Yeah, he's just yeah. trying to drive it to, I assume, like a safer place. He wants to drive um, it off the pier into the water. That's the yeah. plan, but he can't so get there in time. Yeah, because he, yeah, he knows that he that it's gonna detonate, and right, right. Um, he needs to get it, you know, away from people. And so what ends up happening is another truck. Um, winds up sort of like dulling the blast of, of oh the kind bomb. of uh yeah, with he, the, well the other uh, truck cement. is a cement truck yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he gets the cement truck to pour a whole shitload of cement wet cement into this bomb bomb mail truck and when the mail truck goes off it just kind of poofs uh and 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 we've saved the day a couple things about that one uh this is about eight years, I think, before the Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> and it's a tough thing to watch because that's essentially that was the exact plot in this episode. They wanted to uh, roll this thing up to a government building and destroy the building um, with this giant truck full of explosives. So you got to wonder. And also the Irish guy who builds the bomb looks just like Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> That is true. I I didn't uh, put that together, but now that you say it, that is very true. I guess my question is like, would that cement thing even work? Like, is that real? That was the other thing I was going to say. Are you are you teeing me up to talk about this? Because we know the answer to that question. Do you know the answer to this question? No, I don't okay. know. I'm uh, asking. There was a 2016 MythBusters episode about this exact thing. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I will put this, the clip in the show notes. Yeah. They put this mail truck out in the middle of nowhere and they blew up one uh, without the cement. And then they filled the other one with cement and blew it up. Um, and the bottom line is it took 30 minutes to fill the truck up with cement, <laughs> not two minutes. All right. So there you go. So First of all, the a, timing a is flawed. Uh, but I mean, when they detonated it without the cement, it, it exploded everywhere. And they have these like, you know, cardboard cutouts of human beings that just got absolutely vaporized. Um, and when they put the cement in it, it actually worked pretty well. It didn't, uh, the, the, the people, the quote unquote people survived the, the explosion and it kind of like blew out underneath and 
it was it was a bigger explosion than we saw um but it wasn't as it, it, it was like essentially worked um he does that, some crazy I shit mean, but all right that's good to if know. you're if ever you in this situation and you have a spare 30 minutes <laughs> and a, and a cement, cement truck. truck and a bunch of wet cement yep. then yep. you can do this you can do it uh did you have any other things you want to point um, out nothing just the end of uh pete getting sick uh i love <laughs> i love obviously. that too that's a perfect little like button to the episode the sneeze was so cute i just like also that pete is like visibly angry that he got macgyver's cold which is also <laughs> how i feel now whenever i get sick yep, um, yeah <laughs> from someone i'm like god damn it wear a goddamn mask um there's a couple little cool things here so we usually do on this podcast a recycled actor count, right? Where we talk about yes. which of the goddamn actors we've seen in previous episodes. There's no change to the recycled actor count in this episode. However, <laughs> the guy who played Eric, the douchebag hitman guy, um, we are going to see four more times in this show, in, in, in subsequent episodes of MacGyver. Uh, huh. The guy who made the bomb with the Irish accent will come back without an Irish accent. Uh, four more times in this show <laughs> the guy who plays the major in this episode we'll see two more times and the guy who plays the cement truck driver this was his first on-screen appearance but he is uh, kind of a famous guy he's his name is Don S. Davis famous guy in the Richard Dean Anderson world because he's Pete's stunt double oh, in the early okay. in the early days of Mac- MacGyver so they he obviously Obviously, they have him on set. They need somebody to drive the, you know, thing. He has one line in this episode, and uh, and so they make him the cement truck driver. He's he appears one more time in a MacGyver episode later on, um, and then the reason that Mag- uh, that that fans know him is that he subsequently becomes like a pretty big part of Stargate. He's like Richard Dean Anderson's character's boss in Stargate. Oh. Um, so he ends up kind of becoming an actor from being Pete's stunt double. Uh, so those are all the fun trivia thing. But Success we're going to see a lot of these actors again uh, in oh, other well, roles. Well, that is, you know, it yep. would not be MacGyver without uh, recycled actors. I know. Uh, so I guess that's it. Should we re- should we rate this episode? I would love nothing more. Great. You know, I'm tempted to give it a seven, but I think I don't know if it's good enough for that, especially because I feel like the villains in this episode were so underwhelming um explosions were cool there was some funny stuff happening in it uh nikki is is like a prop at this point um i'm gonna give it a 6.75 how about you um i'm giving it a four Four. i thought it was mediocre on the (laughs) lower end of mediocre and very forgettable i had to rewatch it um because (laughs) You forgot what happened. I, I watched it a while ago and I had to rewatch it because I had forgotten yeah. like the middle basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, right, right. And Which yeah, we, I so. think we didn't even really talk about like the whole, the, she goes into the bath and there, the hitman comes in and like the, the dog is barking and like all that stuff. We just have completely like blocked out of our minds. So yeah, it was a bit of a forgettable episode. Yeah. So four. Okay. I feel like we're getting back to our usual I, <laughs> I'm a little higher than you. You're a little more critical than me kind of thing, um, which hasn't been happening as much in this season. So uh, very well, good. This very season good. is um, a lot of it's been good, yeah. but a lot of it has been inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, there have, you know, some scripts yeah. are better than others. I think. Imagine what this say. show could have been if they had the, uh, the permission that television shows do today to make 10 episodes per season oh i know right they imagine eight to ten episodes amazing yeah. and then they made 
a new version of MacGyver that also has 22 episodes per season. I know, but that's got to be a function of streaming. Yeah, yeah. because like, yeah. you know, we're we're still, we're still network television. to like the network calendar and yep. sweeps and all that bullshit. It's um, the worst. It's the worst. Annie, do you have any plugs? Um, so if people are listening to this that are in Vermont, um, I'm going to be doing a show on July 2nd, um, which is, I think, this Sunday. Oh, um, at Four this. Quarters Brewing. So people cool. um, are invited to check that out. Great. Uh, I may swing down to that. That's a cool venue because it's, um, I'm assuming they're going to use the outside space, which I don't ordinarily say the outdoor space at a place is better than the indoor place. <laughs> but that is the case with Four Quarters. Oh, dear. I mean, we could talk about my pre-2020 opinions on outdoor right. comedy <laughs> and my post-2020 yeah. opinions about outdoor comedy all day long. Yep. But I will say that for outdoor comedy, like we did one of our Waking Window shows there mm. um, on, in the outdoors at Four Quarters. And it was amazing. That's I mean, great. not only for COVID safety reasons, but just you know, the way that they have that space set up, mm -hmm. it actually feels kind of enclosed right. and it's, like you're in a, 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 yeah. your sharing space with people, yeah. um, which is often like the problem with, with outdoor spaces. you know, yep. outdoor shows. Yeah, yeah, so. it's great. So I, um, maybe I'll stop in and check that show out. Um, I have absolutely nothing to plug. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our website at themacgyverpod.com and our socials. It's all at themacgyverpod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out on Paramount Plus or Amazon on Prime or Pluto TV. Next week we'll be covering season three, episode eleven, Kill Zone. It is a doozy. You will not want to miss it. Seek it out. Take care, everybody, and remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, friends, friends are, are the, the adventures, adventures of, of life. life. Good night. <laughs>